information provided on this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. All information, content, and materials available on this podcast are for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Cultiva Law. Now, without further ado, here are your exquisite esquires, Mio Asami and Fabiola Jimenez. What's what up, up squad? squad? You're back with your favorite girls, Bobby and Mio. What's up, what's up? All right, so episode three of the business series. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Welcome, one welcome. and all. Welcome. We have a special guest with us. Because uh, we're going to be talking about some shit yes, that we don't usually talk some about. Some complicated shit that is above some our pay grade. ass shit. That's y'all. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We have a Mr. Ken Ford who's been featured in one of our other podcasts as the whale. So he's going to be tackling the issues of taxes because I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> but also, again, taxes, niche as fuck, y'all. You got to get a tax attorney for this shit. For sure, man. For, or for a sure. CPA that knows their shit. But yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Tax for attorneys sure. help too. Yes, yes. So it's a very niche area. But so we've covered episode one was kind of getting your business started. Episode yep, yeah, yep. episode two was was about your development and your growth. Expansion. Yeah, yeah. Episode yeah. three today is all about when you get your shit tossed. Yeah. And what to do with it. Shit's in the salad. Shit's it's in all, the salad, bro. It's all getting jumbled up. Every, every, everyone's the in panic. What metaphor am I using? I don't know. <laughs> I just saw training day. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm on a different level like, right now. What the shit is I'm this? on a different level of gangster right now. Excuse me. Excuse me. I just want to let y'all know she does have all black on right now. <laughs> Except she doesn't have all black Air Forces, so. I don't. I just got that's, comp. That's, I got... She'll put those on when she's ready to throw hands. I got, I got steel-toed boots. Mio has all black No big deal? No big deal? No big deal. NBD, y'all. NBD, y'all. So, yeah. So, episode three is like, what happens when you actually get in trouble, you know, which which is really interesting. And a lot of people don't actually think about that. Perspective when you're when you're and dealing with your business. Yeah, and they don't like to think about it. No, why would you? But you know, because you you want to you want to focus as an entrepreneur. Ooh, you want to focus on you know making your successful business expand and work well and just obtaining more success. But exactly. you don't want to think about the fucking you know what other shit's gonna go wrong. One hundred for show, and that's and that's why it's unfortunate too. Is that that's when people come to us as lawyers is yeah. when they're in a shitstorm of something. Something's going wrong. They need help. They need assistance. They need support. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about today uh, four different topics of some of the most common issues that face the cannabis business 100%. So, um Washington faces a little bit of a different animal oh, when wait, it comes Hold on. Do we want to go back to the weekly word? Oh, shit. What the, oh, could you We're going to cut that. Or cut. we could just Keep going. Oh shit, my bad. All right, never mind. All right, weekly. Are Wait, we- so we're gonna rewind. We're gonna rewind it back. Reverse, reverse, reverse. Our so weekly word today is litigation. A litigation. Litigation, which means. <laughs> Which means duking it out, yo. Yeah. This is in court. In duking court. It out in court, not you. you not in the hands. streets. Not, That's yeah. something different, <laughs> Mio. Oops. Um, but yeah, so litigation is when and litigation is when you're battling out in court. If it's the superior court, if it's in front of the office administration, if it's in front of the bankruptcy court, federal court, state court, 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 just in general. Big word. Court. Um, yeah. Even even, or even before. Actually, even arbitration. I was gonna say mediation yeah. as well. You oh, know, that's, yeah. that's a litigation as well. So yeah. that is our weekly word today. Um, if anyone brings that up to you, 
call us yeah. <laughs> because shit is not going well, dog. She's not going well. Yeah. All right. So we're going to be discussing four of the most common areas of issues or troublesome areas that we come across. So since we're, since Cultiva started out in Washington, and I think Washington has a little bit of a different system, we're going to talk about what we call AVNs or administrative violation notices, which is a fucking ticket in all, in all, in all sincerity. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, a ticket. You got in trouble. You did something wrong. You did boo-boo. You didn't follow the whack. You didn't follow some LCB policy. Washington Administrative Code. Sorry, my bad, my yeah. bad. No, you're good. You're yeah, good. yeah. yeah. So just, Washington you know, I'm just trying to be the lay person here, you know what I mean? For sure. For sure. <laughs> I, feel, I feel oddly superior right now. This is great. Um, but yeah, so it's like you didn't follow a rule, you didn't follow <laughs> you didn't follow a rule, you didn't follow a law, you didn't follow a reg, something. And so you'll have one of these faux cops walk around and say, Hey, here's your fucking ticket, dog. You fucked up, your your sign is wrong, your yeah. your login badges are, are wrong. Just, that that's been a thing. Oh badge. <laughs> they said your logging badges. Oh my god. <laughs> Mio. Is that legal? Sorry. It's Tuesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Anyway. We keep that talk on Fridays, oh, Mio. Shit. Oh, shit. Okay. It's Tuesday. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, close <laughs> though. Very close. But yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's just a ticket. It's a ticket of something that you did wrong. So normally yeah. those, those really range from a warning or it could go up to actually license cancellation and kind of everything in between. So sometimes you can run into a, a minor issue that'll cost you a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks. They want you to correct X, Y, and Z. Your your cameras are slightly off, or they don't like your signage, or your fencing needs to be more fenced, right, um, right. or you do something pretty heinous where it's like, all right, well, I took like a million dollars from like this person and I just, uh, shit, I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> or I sold, or, or I sold weed illegally. Yeah. In the black market, in the yeah. back of a truck for yeah. sure. And all that shit happens. Yeah, it does. And, and, and those <laughs> administrative violation notices come up and say, yo, like cut your shit. Cut your shit. Yeah. You either pay they up or put up your license. Like that's, yeah. that's really kind of how, how it is. And so right now the most, common one that we've been seeing on ABNs is actually when people have been losing their locations, yeah. which is yeah. really interesting, especially given like how hot the real estate market is in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've unfortunately been on that end where our clients have, for some reason, had some sort of issue with their license, their location, someone, their like landlord the sold a building, yep, yep. Um, a someone rented out the same space to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of these issues, as you would think would be kind of minor, but the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board really takes location incredibly serious because your license really does have to be tied to a location. So as soon as that tie has been severed, we're on a whole other different of a shit storm. And unfortunately, it's an incredibly, incredibly, incredibly difficult and hard uphill battle for our clients to win just because the the LCB is so black and white on it. It's either you have the right to be on this property with your license or you don't. And And if you don't, you got to let us know. You got to let us know. The grace period is five days or something like, or 20, I think it was 20 days. I thought it was 15. My bad. It's some fucking, it's some stupid ass days, but it's like days. (laughs) And so you have to be super on top of it. You have to immediately, literally immediately upon you finding out that there's an issue, you have to go ahead and snitch yourself out. And I say that with all the kindness in my heart, please do that. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that'll save you. 
That'll save you. Yeah, it will. And that's that's another thing. These AVNs are not like they're not like death sentences. It's not like once you get one, that's you it. are fucked and you have to pay the fine or you have to you know get your license revoked. I mean, there's there's a way that you can fight them, and that's what we do. Um, and we do that a lot for our clients. So just know that like even if you do, if you're a cannabis business and you get an AVN, don't panic. Call a lawyer. Call, call us. us in particular. <laughs> or call a lawyer. Um, and we say you know we. Up until now, we've been talking about Washington AVNs, but really, I mean, you know, we operate up and down the coast. They, they're called different things in each of the states, but, mm-hmm. you know, the, these things apply. The issue is the same thing, really, up and down the coast. Like, and it's going to... California will also come down and say, hey, you know, because everybody has the rules, right? For sure. Yeah. Cannabis is extremely regulated. So if you operate outside of those those rules, then the state will come out, come out and be like, hey, yo, cut your shit. Exactly. And not only that, but it's also really interesting as... Um, as all these other states open up and, and do legalization of yeah. their yeah. Of, of the holy grail of what is weed, um, they're all <laughs> taking they're all taking notes of other states, like what's working, what's not working. I mean, I I praise Oregon for being so fucking loosey goosey on their shit. California is too, but when you look at Washington and like Colorado, the, that the markets are so regulated, mm-hmm. um, a lot of other states are looking at that and saying like, okay, this is working out for Colorado, this is working out for Washington, this is not yeah. working out for Oregon, this is not working I out mean, for California. Yeah, and they really they really try to look at other states, and so the so, idea of AVNs. It's gonna it's gonna cross yeah. state lines. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's gonna be everywhere. I mean, it's just that's just the nature of nature of the industry. It's highly regulated. It used to be a controlled substance, and now it's not. So yeah. they're trying to figure out how to regulate it as a yeah. And the best advice is like an AVN is like if you drug. get yeah. So Sorry. the best advice is if you get like an AVN, it's like a it's like a speeding ticket, right? Yeah, you can fight it. Fight it. Would you rather spend three hundred bucks on an attorney that can get it dismissed and worked out, or do you rather spend three hundred bucks get it on your license? Yeah. I yeah. speaking from experience. Yeah. That I don't have tickets. Um, and yeah, and the penalties get more and more freak like more severe the yeah. more do- like docs you get or whatever. Yeah, so, for sure. It's a point system. Yeah. So yeah. if you if you don't, you know, you don't want to pile those points up. One hundred percent. So if you if you can fight it, you should fight it. Exactly. So yeah, so we covered AVMs, we covered kind of tickets overall. Just be super aware of it. If you get one, mm-hmm. please reach out for help. It's not the end all be all to your situation and you can definitely rise above or at least come to some sort of compromise with that. So we're gonna kick it off to our most our other very, very, very common question and issue is that of taxes. Um, Mr. Ken Ford is our tax guru in this office. He knows a lot. His practice focused on the tax um, area. So, Ken, do you want to talk a little bit about taxes, what they are, what some of the common issues that you see within the cannabis industry? Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of where to begin and end with the question of taxes. Um, I guess ultimately I'll start right here in Washington and just kind of the tax rate here um, mm-hmm. is 37%, um, pretty uh, extensive. And this is paid at the consumer level. So if you go in into your dispensaries and you just want to buy some pre-rolls or what have you, um, you as a buyer, you're going to be paying this. But Wait, you pay 37% on the weed that you buy? Essentially, yeah. That's insane. But also, huh. I mean, it's, it's not like I buy off the black market, so don't actually don't. I mean, never mind. I'm shutting up. There's keep going. <laughs> no, 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 please keep going, Ken. So, so although <laughs> no as the, at this table, I just no one, as no the consumer, as the buyer, 
you pay the tax, it is ultimately um, the seller has to collect and remit this tax. And so they have to pay this uh, excise tax monthly on the 20th of every month. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, okay. Yes, and if if you don't, then there's a 2% penalty per month. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yes, yes. Damn, Gina. Per month. And uh, I think that... Per month, y'all. That's... That can be a lot. That can add up real quick, depending real on what quick. these numbers. And, oh, yeah. and so, luckily, some of our clients are incredibly successful. So I can't imagine what 2% yeah. of whatever those crazy numbers are. No, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it can definitely pile up. And I mean, and it's per month. So if you go a few months, that's oh, two, yeah. four, you know. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about like what are some tax issues that are slightly different between cannabis businesses and like non-cannabis businesses? Uh, I guess ultimately this is another additional burden, like you could say the excise tax. So in addition to that, you still have your regular business and occupational taxes here mm-hmm. in Washington. Mm-hmm. So if you were selling T-shirts, you know, you were selling Snicker bars, you would still have that be uh, still have to collect the retail sales tax here in the state. And so you would have multiple kind of tax burdens and making sure that you are collecting for them, because if not, there will be penalties, penalties for this. Um, and, and, and so I would say ultimately, because by the time if you don't do this, you're going to get your AVN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AVN. for sure. Um, and so uh, the big thing when I talk to clients is about tax planning and really trying to do this before you're hit with that tax burden, that tax mm-hmm. liability. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will really kind of come into play federally and as I segue into kind of the federal tax implications that we deal with. Now, uh, a lot of people in the industry are very familiar with Section 280 Cap E um, and how that disallows cannabis businesses to take the normal business deductions that normal businesses take federally. Um, So like, for instance, these are just kind of some of the ones that cannabis companies can't take federally, the deductions um, that are disallowed. Um, Interest paid, bad debts, depreciation, amortization, charitable gifts. You mean what? You can't, you can't, Deduct what? Them? You can't deduct charitable contributions as a cannabis company? No. Damn, bitch. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Wait, that's even more crazy to me because in... So that's that's at the federal level, right? Yeah. Right. So that means if there's a cannabis business in California who mm. has a license in some but-fuck-nowhere city that is requiring them to donate, you know, a certain amount to a local high school, they can't deduct that off no their taxes. deduction. That is insane. Yeah. Damn. Damn, Gina. Damn, Gina. Damn, yeah. Gina. <laughs> yeah, so it, it really, when you start thinking about that, how it really limits and hinders these businesses in their growth, ultimately. Um, because essentially, you can't take these deductions. You're paying more money to the IRS, mm-hmm. which means that there's less money that you can invest into your company and help it grow and market itself. So, question. Mm-hmm. Um if let's say so like because we actually do also advise our clients to do this um let's say our client has one company that holds the license you know and they they buy and sell their weed through that license but then they also contract with a company that they also own a management company technically if the management company needs to pay taxes could they deduct or does do, do you think those like 
cannabis implications just kind of filter or like get pushed through to everything that touches. Yeah, I and that's why I would say it's really critical that you tax plan because you want to set up these structures. You want to have these separate entities. You mm-hmm. want to kind of create these separate businesses between what you're doing that's cannabis and ultimately another service that you may provide. Mm-hmm. And I think this is ultimately what you see um, in the the cannabis tax cases that you deal with mm-hmm. federally is these issues. And this is when it becomes very, very, very sticky. Um, and so... <laughs> yeah, so although although cannabis businesses, they can't take those deductions, right, but they can minimize their tax liability, ultimately minimize their taxable income, and okay, okay. what people have been using is their cost of goods sold, okay. right? So this is kind of a, a, a pre-deduction. It's, it's, like, it's before you get to your gross income and what they're able to take deductions and ultimately become your taxable income. To get your gross income, you can reduce it by your cost of goods sold. So mm. cost of goods sold, and and then now you can do that. But now there's an issue on how much you can and what you can do. So because like, so for instance, you some people, their rent, their wages, mm-hmm. or what you might have paid to buy the cannabis. These are all kind of things that can be cost of goods sold, but it it all depends on if you are a producer mm-hmm. or a reseller. Okay. So, so ulti- many categories. <laughs> <You're right>. So <laughs> this is why I don't deal with taxes, y'all. I mean, this is- <laughs> ultimately, the the big goal that you want to be, everybody wants to be and tries to consider themselves as a producer because they're the ones who are able to take the most amount and cost of goods sold. I mean, I so... Okay. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So for like instance, like the, the IRS that came out, like in this, you know, when you're kind of a producer, this allows anything that you construct, build, install, manufacture, develop, improve, create, raise, or grow. So when you're a producer, anything that kind of goes... That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. That's a lot. Okay. So that, that okay. can be the people that are right there, you know, in the ground, dealing with the dirt, picking and growing, like mm-hmm. those those farmers, you can deduct those wages, those people that are working those fields for you. Got it. Okay. Right? Mm, I see. I see. So mm-hmm. you're a producer. But now mm-hmm. if you're just a reseller, which it, um, a lot of dispensaries fall into... Sure, right, sure. right. Because you're just you, buying the packaged product and yeah. selling it. Right. Pretty much only thing that you can... Reduce your cost of goods sold by is what you paid for <laughs> that, okay. that that cost. Okay. Um, and so, how the IRS determines on if you are a producer or a reseller is ultimately kind of by ownership. They say, in order for you to be a producer, you have to own the product essentially from through and through, from top to bottom. Now you can have. Okay. Contractors, third parties work on some services that you may not necessarily do yourself. Sure. But you have to own that product from beginning to end. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you don't buy, if you don't own it, then they don't care how much you may improve, improvise this product. You can package it. You could trim it. You could, you know, you could test it and make sure that the THC levels is great. But they're sure. like, oh, you didn't own it. You bought it from somebody else. Guess what you are? A reseller. <laughs> yeah. And you can't Damn, take this I'm fucking ruthless. So when when you're going into that, you know, and I say that, 
They're looking to see if you're an owner. They're going to look at a lot of different things. They're not going to necessarily just look at um, the contract language, mm-hmm. your operating mm-hmm. agreements, or your, your, what you're saying you're doing in these services. They're not going to necessarily say what you decided to write down on that piece of paper. Say, hey, I'm an owner, even though economically <laughs> and how the transaction looking, they're going to ultimately do a lot of economic substance tests. Mm-hmm. They're going to look and see, oh, okay, you say on this paper that you're the owner, but really you don't. You know, right. the, from when we look at the financials, they actually, actually own it. So they will look at that test. Um, in addition to kind of what you're talking about, separating the businesses. They're also going to look about, okay, you have, you have, you separate your business. One does management, one sells a cannabis. The other one does like some type of therapy, massage therapy, sure. right? If you, for all of those services, you're only charging one price, the IRS is going to look at it. That's one unified enterprise, one unified business. Oh, and guess what you are? You are a reseller. <laughs> Damn, absolutely no fucking mercy, bro. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, yeah. I mean, if the U.S. governments or any government's going to get you for anything, it's fucking taxes. Yeah. So it's I, taxes. I would tell, I tell everybody, you need your tax attorney to be with you every step of the way. Make sure the contract language agrees. Make sure the financials agrees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Make sure the legal entity and the separation does so it all points to one direction and it shows... The IRS, hey, I'm a producer. I'm not a reseller. This is how I want to see mm, this. I see. I see. And I mean, also, let's, let's, I mean, so part of the reason, at least from what I know, the reason that tax, legal tax or whatever is as, as a field is super niche is because it's always changing, right? So these rules that we're talking about right now, like, I don't know how long they've been placed, but like, is it possible that it will change down the road? Is it possible that, I mean, I guess anything's possible to change down the road, right? No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every time, (laughs) every time you get a new uh, president, there's going to be tax changes. Right. Right. Already people are trying to project essentially what Biden and his approach and how he's going to try to do. And ultimately they do come out with that and kind of their tax plan and their drafts and proposals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then but how long does that last? Does that last for the entire term or is it like it's just cyclical? Is it every it, year it, or it, it depends because it's kind of course. like Lawyer statue by statue, right? Because it's it's like statue by statue, they'll may pass, you know, ultimately. Okay, Congress. got it. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And so they may have some things that sunset later or things they, they're okay with so they don't mess with, but you know, Biden very well can be like bump anything that Trump had said or any tax <laughs> laws that he imposed. We're going to get rid of it. Yeah. Look, we, we can all talk shit about the IRS, but my stimmy check is about to come in. So, IRS, I love you, girl. I love you, girl. No, fuck the IRS, because I didn't even get my second stimmy check. Y'all can suck it. <laughs> I still pay my taxes, though. <laughs> Just making sure y'all know, I, I still pay my... FBI, I'm talking to my phone right now. FBI agent listening. I pay my taxes, <laughs> but I didn't get my second stimmy check, so pay so up. So, what the fuck? Please. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ken, for walking us through that. I mean, that's that's some heavy, some heavy shit that unfortunately is some real truth that we have to just come to terms with. This is the real life. Cannabis businesses are businesses, and unfortunately, they are regulated on like a much 
more fucked up level than yeah. any other business, and yet Which they would do change suffer. If yeah, we got federal legalization for sure, for sure, but- for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That, it would change. I mean, yeah. the federal, the, like, just having it being federally illegal, just in like the issues that raises, it, like, permeates literally every part of the fucking industry. So for sure. Anyway, but yeah, bankruptcy. So, and yeah, bankruptcy. And yeah, bankruptcy. Yeah, for sure, sure definitely. Did you know? <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> she went south real yeah. quick. <laughs> it happens, it happens, it happens, it happens it's to the okay, best no of us. No I'm sure it does. Um, all right, so point number three is kind of dealing with internal business disputes. Miyama, let you head off this one because I think sure. we both deal with a lot of this shit all the time. Do, and so um, not only do you have to deal with like the a regulatory body issues. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with federal government issues, mm-hmm. but also you have to deal with issues internally within the yeah, business. Yeah, because, so. I mean, let, let's be real. There's not very many people who can afford to start a cannabis business by themselves. They need some investor or some business partner or whoever to go into business with, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if that's the case, then, I mean, like we said in the last episode, that's why you want things like operating agreements. That's why you want things like shareholder agreements and bylaws, because that'll tell you if... If y'all decide to, you know, get a little spat or if y'all, you know, just start disagreeing on the direction of the company or whatever it is, those documents are supposed to tell you how to resolve those. If you don't have them, again, you would de- you go to the default ones and then you might be fucked. Um, <laughs> for sure. For sure. And it, it happens a lot. What we see a lot is, um, at least what I see a lot in California is... Investor comes in and he, you know, says, oh, I'll lend you or I'll loan you like $500,000 and I won't even take equity. And, you know, you have to pay it back within three years or whatever the fuck. And then but then they put in all this language within the loan documents that say, if you default at any point, I can take over your company. And that's Mm -hmm. how they do it. And if you miss mm-hmm. even one payment, you're in default, and then they'll fucking try and take over your company, and then you start litigation. That's what happens. I mean, you know, that's, sure. I mean, that's that's one of the many things that happen. Is there's a lot of disputes between people who know how to grow weed, know how to sell weed, and the people who just know how to make money. And that's yeah, it, right. And it, there's different approaches Very different to how you do business. Completely different perspectives, and then you know you're bound to butt head, butt head. <laughs> But butts. I can butt 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 but not, but not, not just in California, but like that's like in all all walks For of life sure. across true. all states and true, true. and in dealing with cannabis is that you unfortunately again you run into people that really have a passion for the plant mm-hmm. and really have a passion for the business, <clears throat> and then you have people that are just incredibly business savvy and mm-hmm. sneaky and slimy and you know they're just in it for themselves, and so you have to be really careful with that because I think a lot of relationships start off with good intentions and literally one email one bad text one rinky dick conversation all of a sudden i fucking hate you i'm gonna sleep with your wife it's like what (laughs) that's not business related bro and now your ex-husband is found electrocuted on my farm like oh yes yes that one time that that happened (laughs) lifetime is still gonna make a movie about that i'm telling you man. featuring us we weren't there we weren't there yeah, we, we weren't there. We, didn't, we weren't there, but... Because that, that sounds... That is the epitome of an internal we dispute. Fuck, <laughs> Just say it. We sound guilty as that, fuck, but we're not. Yeah, yeah. No, that is the epitome of an internal dispute. Someone dies. Yeah. Someone dies. But anyway, so, like, that's, you know, that's what happens. And I want to say also, like, 
especially with the with the realm of like falling victim to very predatory investors is because cannabis has such a high cost of startup costs in general. Um, I mean, I, maybe restaurants also might have like predatory investors too, but I, I just think that part of the reputation of cannabis being, you know, get rich quick type of industry, plus the idea of you need to have so much money in order mm-hmm. to have, you know, some cultivate indoor cultivation operation with like the state of the art machinery and all that yeah. stuff is cost a lot of money for sure and it's, 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 a, it's more i think than a lot of other industries and so you do as as an operator who knows how to grow weed you want to or knows how to sell weed it's like you you just that's all you want to do you just want to grow mm-hmm. and sell right mm-hmm. for sure. and you're like well i need the money to help me do that and yeah. so then these investors come in and they're like oh look at my money i'm gonna flush my wallet at you <laughs> and then take your company two years later so once you start with the money. Yeah. <laughs> Sad but true. Sad but true. True, true, true story. Can't mm-hmm. divulge who these people are because client, attorney confidentiality, but just know that you know someone that this has happened to. Yes. For sure. Yes. So, and then finally, the last point that we want to talk about. <laughs> I can. Uh, and you've bought weed from a store <laughs> that didn't happen to. <laughs> oh, I also want to say another, like, potential partnership issue or, you know, internal business issue is y'all like decide on, this is again, if you don't have corporate documents to tell you who has how much within the company, like, you know, if you don't specify like, oh, me and my partner are split 70-30 versus 50-50 or whatever. Once y'all start making money, and Ooh, then the person who issue. was supposedly supposed to have less now is like, uh, chirp, chirp, bitch, I I thought I had more. Yes. And now I want 50%. Yes. I want half my company back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, dude, as soon as money starts flowing, oh, when, when money people, when it money's being spent, people. everyone's like, oh, cool, 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 mm-hmm. right? This is just for the sake of Thanks it. For for that. Thanks, Thanks for paying yeah. that. Thanks for paying that. Appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate it. As soon as profits start rolling in, bro, that's when you have these yeah. major issues. That's yeah. when people get greedy. That's like the mm-hmm. that's like the number one catalyst of but why it you have to issues. Everyone. I'm just gonna one, say that too. 100%. We've, we've represented both sides. Yeah, where it's like it again. It happens to everyone. It happens on the on, on the, the small scale, on the big it scale. Ha- yeah, it, it yeah, it happens from all all across. Side, grower side, whatever the fuck. For sure, for it sure. Happens on both sides. So now that you have a shitstorm on the inside, how do you deal with the shitstorm on the outside? What is, <laughs> what, is what are some of the common issues when it's B two B businesses? Um, and for us, I think is the non-performance, the breach of contracts, mm-hmm. um, product recalls, failed testing, damaged goods, mm-hmm. um, failure to abide by distribution, manufacturing contracts, fairly, failure to abide by licensing contracts. Like so, you, so you have this now other realm of dealing with business to business. Yeah. And yep. and some of those issues and because um, again those are also bound to come up they really are and it, it, rather it's someone thinking that you stole their brand or stole their product or or you sold them bad products yeah you sold them a bad products or if if it's like you know. <laughs> you stole my ex-worker and now you have my intellectual yeah. property yeah. or yeah. you stole my business plan. Like you have all these other issues that come about um, mm-hmm. that are unexpected. Yeah. Um, with success and growth come these inevitable issues mm-hmm. where whether it's out of envy, whether it's out of spite, it doesn't really matter. But these issues do come about from a business-to-business perspective. Yeah. And um, 
it is costly. Yeah, it it is. It does. It is. I mean, sometimes you can you can you know you can resolve it with a simple demand letter. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, and you know, that's sometimes that's best case scenario. Um, Worst case scenario, y'all duke it out all the way to the top. Man, all the way to the goddamn top. Some people and go to straight true. up to litigation just for the sake I mean, yeah. Of saying, I mean, like, also, yo, that's another thing. This industry, everybody, everybody, I guarantee you, everybody has the come at me, bro type mm-hmm. of mentality. Especially if you industry. have any dispute, like especially B2B disputes, but also just any disputes in general, most people are just going to say, you know what? Fucking try me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Fucking come at me. Try me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and then it gets costly. It gets real costly because <laughs> we'll try and talk you down sometimes. And sometimes there is just short of there's a short of litigation. <laughs> it sometimes it's like, hey, this is what you can do. Literally yeah. an inch off yeah. of going full blown ham. Full, yeah, full blown ham. We gotta have 100k. Yeah, down, like just to yeah. fucking fight. But yeah, sometimes right? it can be resolved with a simple like, here's a demand letter. This mm-hmm. is what I want from you. How do we how do we fix it? Because there are different levels of dealing with B two B issues. So it's, that's normally where the mediation arbitration kind of comes 100%. in. That's what we call kind of like the starter litigation situation. Yeah, which yep. is where it's a little less especially if less your contracts formal. Have arbitration clauses in. Yeah, them. which save <laughs> you, you a lot of money. There. Yeah, yeah. It does that's why they're in there. That's why they're in there. Because yeah. it saves you money. Saves you money. Saves you time. And the decisions are so much more quickly Private. turned around um, than if you were to go Private. to a full-blown trial. I mean, we've gone to trial on some matters where it's two years later and we're still dealing, dealing with it. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, but like people forget that once you go into litigation and you win, you still have to figure out how you're going to collect on your judgment. Not everybody's going to be liquid. Not everyone's going to have this money. And so there's so many other kind of considerations that you have to really put some thought into, into when you're dealing with any sort of conflicts with other businesses is, I think Mio and I have a little bit more of a collaborative approach when it comes to our clients because mm-hmm. we are on the transactional team and not necessarily on, I mean, we support litigation, but we're not litigators and that's, yeah, we separate. don't want that. Those yeah. So it's, so you'll have a very different approach. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very different approach when you talk to our litigation team than our team. Um, transactional is definitely more like, okay, what's the issue? What's your end goal? Tell yeah. me what your end goal is. Yeah. You want X or you do? want Y. Do you want to be compensated? Do you want to be made whole? Like, what is it that, what's the real issue? Do you f- Let's start with a demand letter. Yeah, let's start with a demand letter <laughs> and then let it escalate. We, yeah. For sure. Transactional will always tell you, let's start with a demand letter. Litigation's like, balls out. We're doing this. We're, we're going to do we're, we're fucking ready to go when you are, bro. We're going to take the house. We're going to take the kids. <laughs> It's gonna go everywhere. It's gonna do take it. Your crop. Take your crap. Take, take all everything. Your shit. Everything. No, no, you keep the shit. <laughs> but so so it's a very different approach. But nonetheless, it it's gonna be the same. Running into whatever litigator versus whatever transactional attorney. That's just the right. different perspectives that we have. So we've talked about AVNs, we talked about ish, tax issues, we talked about internal disputes, and we talked about external disputes. Mio, do you want to talk about our strain of choice for today? Yeah, sure, sure. So, uh, like we said, you know, when we when we have these disputes or just in general, I mean, honestly, I feel like each of the four points that we talked about, right, AVNs, Mm -hmm. tax issues, internal disputes, external disputes, you wanna you wanna fight it, right? You wanna. You yes, fight you all of fight. it. I mean, you got you got to comply with taxes, but you also want to deduct whatever you can. You want to save yourself some money, um, because don't let the government take everything from you. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so our chain of choice today, in the spirit of you know fighting for your rights and fighting for your business, is 
It's called Fighting Buddha. Mm-hmm. Fighting motherfucking Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so supposedly it is, is, I've never had it before, so I can't speak from personal experience, but it's apparently like an energetic sativa for day trippers. If you want to get shit done, this is what you want. Um, it provides some mental clarity, motivation. Yeah. Motiv- yeah, motivation, right? Which Again, is what you need sometimes to get through the Let's shit. Sometimes I wish people were just like, let the lawyers hash it out. <laughs> we'll just do it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But yes. So thanks so much for listening, y'all. Stay tuned for episode four, our final episode on the business series where we discuss the actual like dissolution of your company and some of the issues that arise um, and some or points of interest. You, yeah, yeah, or selling did it. real well, and you're yeah, like, you sell know what? It. I'm ready to leave. I'm going to fucking sell the shit. For sure. Bye. Bye. So you'll, you'll, <laughs> yeah, <bye>. so, <laughs> so you'll find so, us yeah. at Facebook, so Cultiva Law. You can find me at Fabia Cultiva Law on Instagram. You can find me at, um, God damn it, at Neo at Cultiva Law on Instagram she as well. She some fighting Buddha in her system. <laughs> two, I got, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to hype, yo. Fucking hype. Ken, where can people reach you at? Uh, at Ken at CultivaLaw.com. Oh, Okay, okay, okay. He's okay. giving us his email. That's right. That's right. It was real, real personal, y'all. Real personal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You, I don't you guys are in for a treat. You guys are in for a treat. Ken is awesome, and he is just... Uh, plethora of information on tax issues yeah. so again if you need if you need some good advice when you reach out to a tax attorney within the cannabis industry definitely recommend reaching out to ken Shame, so shameless plug shameless plug, shameless plug. Cool mio mio and i are awesome green <laughs> <laughs> all right Bobby, y'all, i'll give for, you that i'll give you that five dollars we, <laughs> we got your shit covered we got your shit covered yeah can get my five dollars you come to us so that you don't have to deal with the shit that we just talked about that's that's why that's really it we're trying really we're trying it. to just show some show some love y'all this is a long Closing. <laughs> Very long closing. All right. Thanks, y'all. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.